it becomes which series of children's storybooks should I buy my kids? And that's great because we want it to we want it to be something that everyone just decides to do. And so we really welcome like other people in the space and we do a fair bit of work actually promoting other companies that are in the enterprise education space because we want to validate it as an industry. Like we want to make sure it's important, it's at the forefront of education and that everyone kind of knows about it and the benefit that it brings. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit over 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. And this month, we are focused on the visibility game, aka marketing, advertising, PR, and sales. I often say the name of the game is being found, and these tools will help you to do that. We have heard the philosophical question, if the tree falls in the forest and no one is around, does it make a sound? If there's a really, really great product or service and no one knows about it, how great is it really? What impact does it ultimately make? This is where we will go into this month. Looking at visibility, branding, marketing, public relations, sales, being the lifeblood of businesses, building media companies, and so much more. This is probably one of the most exciting and probably the most excruciating topics, but we hope this month to demystify or maybe even vanquish the fear and help and arm you with the tools to be able to increase your visibility. So buckle up and sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jody Cook of JC Social Media and Clever Tykes. Jody, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Jody so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Jody is the owner of JC Social Media, a team of social media managers based in Birmingham, United Kingdom. She co-founded Clever Tykes, a series of children's storybooks inspiring enterprising behavior, which are read in every primary school in the UK and have just launched in the United States of America. She has she was included in the Forbes 30 under 30 list in 2017 and won the 2017 Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur's Champion Award at the Great British Entrepreneur Awards. She also competes for Great Britain in powerlifting. Jody, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Awesome. So I wanted to hear a lot more about what I call your CEO story and what led you to start your business. Cool. Okay. So the social media agency, I started purely like it was, it was, there wasn't much thinking behind it. I just wanted to write social media posts for different companies. And yeah. that was from a love of writing and a kind of love of like social media when it first started being a thing for companies. So it started off without a business plan apart from just get clients. And then once I had one client, I got another one and then got another one. And then it went from there, but there was definitely no kind of, I don't know, five page business plan saying all oh, my huge plans. It was quite simple. And, and that's, um, and as we've grown the agency, that's, we've kept to those like very simple, basic, like principles of just make clients happy. They recommend you, then you grow. And sometimes it just doesn't have to be complicated. And so 
when I was a couple of years into JC Social Media, I started talking to some friends and kind of people around me who'd also started businesses and trying to work out why is there such a difference between people who think that starting their own business is something that, that would be a huge risk and that they could never, ever do, or maybe they'll do it but 20 years in the future. And those people who just think, yeah, I'll give it a go. How hard can it be? Like, why not? And they, and they don't see it as a risk. And often you can split like the whole kind of business community into those two separate sections. And a lot of the time from research, we found out that a lot of the time, the reason some people just feel like they can go ahead and start their own business is because they've had a role model growing up. Someone who they learned from or heard about their story, who has made them think, yeah, I could do that and has made it accessible to them. And so if you think, I don't know if you're the same, if you had a role model growing up, Gresh, but it's very common for entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners to have had one. And so as part of the kind of research around it, we looked into if someone hasn't got like a parent or a family friend that they know that started their own business, who are their like business role models in the media say? And we just found really, we just found that business owners were portrayed really horribly in, in TV shows and in the media. And so you've got people like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. And then if Matilda, you've got her dodgy car dealer dad. And then in the Lego movie, you've got Lord Business, who's this horrible character who glues all the Lego together so no one can play with it. And, and business people are portrayed in a really mean, greedy, horrible way. And of course, we know that in reality, it's not like them. And we need people to go and start their own businesses to like to grow the economy and create jobs and create wealth. And so it was that thinking that led to me and my co-founder writing a series of children's storybooks to write the role models that kids could learn from. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I know you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to hear a little bit more about what you're doing with JC Social Media and then also with Clever Tykes. So with, with JC Social Media, the team is based in, in Birmingham in the UK and most of our work is social media management. So where where we run various different social media presences for our clients. And then we do quite a lot of training as well, training kind of consultancy and training all sorts of like companies and individuals on how they can make like best use of social media. And when we started off, my kind of background, I guess, was in like healthcare and social care. So we started off with a lot of clients in that sector. And then we slowly branched out into other sectors and now it's like restaurants and professional services and lots of different weird and wonderful clients. It's like some, I guess the more weird, the better because they're <laughs> the ones that tend to stand out, stand out really well online as you'll know yourself. Absolutely. What are you in with Clever Tykes? Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So with Clever Tykes, well, it's almost split two ways. So we sell books on the website. We sell mm -hmm. books through Amazon. And that's mainly, it used to be the UK. And then we launched on Amazon US fairly recently. So reaching kids around the world through the storybooks and the teaching resources. So we've got things like activity packs and coloring packs. And our illustrator is absolutely fantastic. And so he's just helped us create like a range of resources to go alongside the storybooks. And so teachers who are going through the storybooks with their students they can also they know which questions to ask so we've got like teachers guides that run alongside them which say what's this character doing here why is she doing that what could she do instead and start to get those discussions going on with their own students so our main audience is teachers parents and homeschoolers but then 
three years ago, what we realized was that the kids whose lives we can change the most are not the ones whose parents can necessarily buy the books for them. Mm. And so that's when we thought, how do we go about getting these books in the hands of every child in the UK without them necessarily paying for them themselves? And so this is where we decided to get a sponsor on board. And then we got a few of these signed off. And then we realized it's taking so long to get 10 schools signed off. It's going to take us like years and years and years to do the whole country. Why don't we just forget all the small stuff? Why don't we just go really big on this? Why don't we find one sponsor to put books in all 24,000 primary schools in the UK? Because the sales cycle is probably the same. And we just had it. We just had it in our heads. There is a person in a room somewhere who can sign this off, who can say yes. All we have to do is find that person and it'll all be fine. And so that's what we decided to do. And so pretty much told everyone what we were doing, got people to tell their friends and tell their contacts and made sure we were at the forefront of people's minds. And then a kind of friend of a friend told a friend. And then we had a meeting with a guy called Martin, who was one of the directors at Lloyds Banking Group. And so we told him all about the project. And then to cut a long story short, um, he ended up signing off that project. And then we were able to gift the storybooks to every primary school in the UK, along with the kind of teaching resources and everything else that went with them so that they, so every kid could have a positive entrepreneurial role model. So I absolutely love that. And you might have already touched on this, but what would you say is like your secret sauce or what do you feel distinguishes you or your organization apart? I'd say what distinguishes us as the co-founders is that we're pretty... We just don't really give up <laughs> and we just don't mind following up that bit extra or going that bit further to get in touch with someone and just we see it as overtaking the people who have given up and that will just get us further. If someone's not responded to you like three times, how many people give up at that point? What about the fourth or the fifth or the sixth time? How many people are actually vying for someone's attention at that point? And it's it's probably fewer. So just carrying on going often uh, helps you get to where you want to go. But then I think also on the secret source type like side of things, we, with the storybooks, we actually welcome like competitors because I don't, I don't think there's another series of kind of kids storybooks that do exactly what we do, but there are ones approaching exactly the same problem in a different way. And I see that as a really, really good thing because it's validating the market. It's not like the question doesn't be, doesn't become, should I should I buy my kids a set of these kind of storybooks? It becomes which series of children's storybooks should I buy my kids? And that's great because we want it to we want it to be something that everyone just decides to do. And so we really welcome like other people in the space and we do a fair bit of work actually promoting other companies that are in the enterprise education space because we want to validate it as an industry. Like we want to make sure it's important, it's at the forefront of education and that everyone kind of knows about it and the benefit that it brings. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. Okay. I was thinking about this earlier and I think overall it's it's books. Um, but I was trying to think which ones have added the most. And I think there are three that I wanted to mention that are all part of the same kind of theme. One of them is Essentialism by Greg McKeon. One of them is called One Thing by mm. Gary Keller. And the final one, which I've actually just finished reading, is It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work, which was written by the Basecamp founders. And so they're all along a very similar theme, which is focus and avoiding distraction. And that's something that is definitely important to me and has been along my like journey so far, that unless I'm absolutely clear on my vision and what I want to do and who it's benefiting and the reason behind everything, it is so easy to get 
distracted and you could end up wasting like years of your career just fulfilling pointless obligations, doing what other people want you to do and not really actually achieving anything. So the books that have really spoken the most to me are the ones that are on that theme and the ones that really make you think, no, I'm not going to say yes to that because yes, it would help that other person, but maybe I can help them in a different way that actually doesn't take away from the one thing that I really, really want to achieve, which for me at the moment is getting my storybooks into every primary school in the world. So Having that at the forefront of everything means it's easier to avoid getting distracted and especially reading books like that and finding just little kind of tips and tricks and things to say that that help you along that journey. And so I think one of the, it might be in the It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work uh, book, but they talk about how can you have an autoresponder that goes back to people that helps signpost where they can find their answer without you being chained to your email all the time? Or how can you just be more efficient in some of your processes? And how can you just eliminate some things? Like there's no point automating or delegating something that you can just not do. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I love those CEO hacks. And now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? If I look back at my former business self, I was so unbelievably naive. (laughs) And I think on one hand, I think I probably could have got to places faster than I did do if I hadn't been as naive. But on another hand, I think maybe it was actually better and maybe I wouldn't change anything because it was probably part of my story. But at first, when I was starting out with my social media agency, if someone said to me like, oh, I want to talk to you about social media, I'd be like, okay. And then I'd basically keep calling them until they talked to me. And I didn't ever... I didn't ever comprehend that someone might have just been saying that to be polite. I'd be like, well, you want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. And so I think I was just so naive to think that anyone wouldn't mean what they say. So I always treated everyone at face value. And I guess maybe sometimes that's not been the best thing for me to do because it means that you might give out trust too quickly. So that's probably my kind of what I'd say to my younger self, don't verify before you trust. But then on the other hand, it's would you rather be overly trusting and would you rather be overly cynical? And I think I'd pick overly trusting each time, Mm. nevertheless. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I love that kind of two-edged perspective. If you're going to be naive, you almost have to accept that other people will be more experienced and will be more hardened to it and almost not take their advice. Because if if you've got this big dream and you know that you can make it happen, yeah, sure, there might be an element of naivety. But the last thing you want to hear is, someone going, oh, no, I don't think that'll work. Oh, I know someone that tried to do that and they failed because it's all way. Leave me to it. (laughs) Exactly. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. But I wanted to ask you, Jody, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO means doing the hard things and not the easy things. Mm -hmm. And the hard thing, the easy things are, it's easy to hide behind email. It's easy to hide behind AdWords. It's easy to not confront someone it's easy to kind of just just say I'll deal with that another time and it's hard to do the stuff that will actually make the difference like being honest with people like confronting like asking for the sale like public speaking putting yourself out there I think I feel like a CEO's responsibility especially is doing the hard things in order to demonstrate to their kind of followers or their team or their tribe or whoever it is that the hard things are the things that make the difference to inspire them to do it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joey, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out. What I want to do is pass you to the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know. And then of course, how they can get in hold of you, get a copy of your books and all of the awesome things that you're working on. Okay. Well, 
the main place you can find out about me is jodiecook.com and then from that is linked my agency and then also clevertext.com which are the children's storybooks that I have at the moment one thing that I'm putting together is a book on how we can raise entrepreneurial kids and what I love hearing about is how people were raised themselves to be entrepreneurial and so if there's anyone listening who's got any stories of when they were younger my parents they did this particular exercise with me or they talked to me about a certain thing which has really made the difference I would love to hear about that because those examples are just so inspiring for parents teachers and homeschoolers to to carry out with the kids that are under their care absolutely absolutely again I truly appreciate you and we'll have all those links in the show notes just so that everybody can follow up with you and then let you know if they had some really great entrepreneurial stories as well as children so that you can add to your book but again I appreciate all the work that you're doing and all the awesome things that you're doing I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day thanks so much thanks for having me thank you for listening to the I am CEO podcast powered by blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co imceo is not just a phrase it's a community be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on itunes google play and everywhere you listen to podcasts subscribe and leave us a five-star rating Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.